0: It is a great day to be alive. I hope you are doing fabulously well on this day. Welcome to the Cool Sora podcast. And we have a cool people feature today. And I'll talk about her in just a moment. Guys, I am so excited. I am so very excited. We have some great new advertisers And this is just the beginning. I'm so happy to have partnered with my first two amazing companies. Yes, so very happy to be partnered with Founders and Pearls. You know, as a Greek woman, a woman in the black Greek letter organizations, we're always looking for that awesome paraphernalia. But let me tell you about Founders and Pearls. Box. Yes. As group women, you know, we're committed to our organizations forever. So we want to continue to serve and honor our communities, but you want to look good while you are doing it. Okay. So if you log on to foundersandpearls.com, go ahead and subscribe to their exclusive box. Paraphernalia, beauty items inspirational items this box is one of a kind and you will definitely definitely love it that's foundersandpearls.com and click the subscribe button and you can be in the number to get your exclusive box of course representing your sorority isn't that awesome Yes, a box exclusively for your sorority, and it's one-of-a-kind stuff that you will never, ever see. So we're really excited about that. We're excited about being partnered with them as well as Green Top Gifts. Are you ready for the holidays? Well, I love this company because the wrapping paper looks like my dad. Yes, Clarence Claus he provides children of color with images that are reflective of their daily lives and allows their families to feel happiness and joy. During the holiday season, yes. So please make sure you go ahead and get your wrapping paper. You can get your hoodies. You can get your buttons and stickers featuring Clarence Claus. And I absolutely love the wrapping paper. I got it last year for the holidays and it was a hit. So log on to www.greentopgifts.com. Use Cool Sorel as your code to get 10% off. So that's greentopgifts.com. All right, y'all. It is time for another edition of the Cool People feature here on the Cool Sword Podcast. And happy to be joined by Tiffany M. Simmons. She is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. She's an attorney, owner of Simmons Law, author, and actor. Yes, she does it all, but she is from very humble beginnings. The product of teenage parents. She made it out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. She is an undefeated lawyer. Yes, she's an undefeated lawyer, but she's got a book as well. And she tells you all about this and she keeps it one haunted, OK, if you have never known what one means, listen to Tiffany M. Simmons and you will understand. Now, we had a discrepancy as to what this particular episode will be titled So once you listen, you'll understand why I'm saying this right now. So I went ahead and decided to go with The Undefeated with Tiffany M. Simmons, enjoy. Cool people do cool things.
1: But once you realize, I can't get what I need from that situation, I have to like do some personal self-development, then you go to the next level. I encourage people to get out of your comfort zone. What was your normal before? You got to outsmart yourself. You got to introduce yourself to a new way of living.
0: Cool people say cool things. You need to make sure that people know who you are. And what you stand for.
1: And so I learned I have got to have unshakable belief in myself to be able to go out there and demand what it is that I know I
0: deserve. I'm Rashawn Ali, and this is Cool People. Just be cool. It's another edition of the Cool People feature here on the Cool Sword Podcast. And definitely uh, excited to have this woman who... She does it all. I mean, she does it all. <laughs> Tiffany M. Simmons joins the Cool CoolSort podcast where our cool people feature. Hey, Tiffany, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me this morning. You no, know, I'm so very happy to have you on. Attorney, author, actor, and just all around go-getter. And uh, I got your... Well, I obviously, we've known each other in passing for quite some time, and we both went to Florida A&M University, but... Got recommended. you were recommended by one of my former interns, Jay Bussy. So, yeah. how do you know? Jay? Are you his attorney? Like, how do you know Jay? <laughs> um, at
1: just in Atlanta community, right. I met Jay at um, actually through, through another friend of mine. Um, if you ever heard of Six AM Studios, uh-huh. um, Mo and Brandy owns the studio. Brandy from the group Black Mo, okay, Mrs. It. Mo. Um, so that's how I met Jay. I met Jay through them and um we were at the the opening party and we were just talking and from there it was just a good connect of somebody that was cool people and we kind of had like-minded you know thoughts and visions on things concerning entertainment so From there, you know, we just stayed connected. And one day he hit me. He said, "Um, you know about Rashawn Ali's show? I'm like, yeah, because I've heard of your, you know, Cool People right. uh, podcast before. I've listened to it, you know, mm-hmm. in the past. So, yeah, and he, he asked me was I interested in that. So that's how that
0: came about. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's great people. Um, met him. He was my intern over when I was at Streets 94.5. And so uh, just really... He's just a great young man <laughs> and I'm, I guess, yeah I just wish him nothing but you know amazing success So let's talk about you and all of your amazing success um, you know Tiffany th- this your journey has been beautiful just reading all of your accomplishments. Um, But you come from humble beginnings Grand Rapids Michigan Um, and uh, even in your bio you you talk about you know how your city has been labeled one of the notably worst cities for African Americans who live below the poverty level but you found your way out of that. Let's talk about the beginning of your journey and why uh, you were so not so different but how you were able to excel
1: wow
0: okay um
1: back to the beginning (laughs) okay well for me i was uh the product of teenage parents Uh um so growing up with your parents is different from having parents that you know know who they are as a person they're stable and all those sorts of things Um, So I don't know. Ever since a kid, I just thought different about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I was 12, you know, 11, 12, 13, writing business plans and talking to my family about, you know, our legacy. I come from a family of hardworking people and entrepreneurs. But Rashawn, we don't have um, businesses, you know, that we had 30 years ago. For instance, my grandfather had a grocery store, Mm -hmm. Simmons and Sons. He didn't. He, he, we don't have that in our family to this day. My grandmother, um, God rest both their souls, my grandmother, Irene Taylor, she was 45 and got her GED, but prior to that ran three successful hair salons wow. and was in the hair care industry over 60 years, um, really until the day she passed on. She was in the hair care industry and my mom as well. My mom is an interior decorator as well as a hairstylist. So just being around people that are, were creative and entrepreneurs, um, it was in me. It was in me all of of my life. I was always that kid trying to hustle, trying to think of a way for a dollar. I think my family worked so hard, um, you know, and it's like, what do we have? I I never wanted to live paycheck to paycheck. I didn't, I didn't like that life. Um, or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. when my mom was younger, you know, she was in school at one point but then had to stop because she had me um, she worked in factories in addition to doing hair. so you know seeing your mom work two and three jobs that that it you' it's different. Yeah. I rem- I feel like I was a little a from like the age of eight up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a routine. I was her her first kid, um, her and my dad, my dad, he's military. So, you know, although he may have had financial presence, his physical presence wasn't there wow. all the time. Right. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, your parents, but you kind of raising yourself.
0: Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. 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 So, so, so his lack of, of, of physical presence, um, did you use that to drive you? Did it affect you uh, in ways? You know in, in the latter part of your life or how did that lack of presence affect you
1: um it af- it affected me um in in a positive and negative i'll say positive in in the ways that i didn't really i never really felt like i had my parents to depend on okay. so when i fell i fell and had to get up and and you know lean on god mm-hmm. so all of the stuff that I experienced in life, even from being a five year old and being, um, and I know this is a deep part subject, but I want to throw this in there because it was part of what made me become a, an attorney. I was molested by a family member. Wow. So even that incident and from that happening, I knew that I wanted to be an attorney. I knew I wanted to be the voice for the vo- voiceless because in that situation, I was being honest and the other person wasn't. And what, it, you know, essentially happening was it was kind of swept under Man. So from there, you know, to, to have to deal with, you know, that sort of trauma, you know, they talk about post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, for military, but a lot of black families, black people, young ladies and young men, they deal with post-traumatic stress every day and it comes out in other ways. It may come out in education. It may come out in, you know, them being a drug addict. It may come out in them being a sex addict. So, Rashawn, I've experienced a lot of things um, in my journey Mm -hmm. due to the challenges that I've had in life. But Honestly, I've always just said, God, okay, what is the lesson out of this? What is it that I need to know? Why am I still here? Right. And who can I help? You know, who can I help through this?
0: Right. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So you know, I just I always just been that different kid, mm-hmm. even though I did street shit and you know, oh excuse me. No, lady. you can't even no, no it's I fine, did. It's fine. You know, um, even though I did street shit or you know got into stuff or did the normal teenage things um I still always felt like I gotta get out of here I gotta make my way I left home at 17 Mm -hmm. so you know to be a 17 year old kid from Michigan to Florida that's a lot yeah when you really just when you really just green yourself and you don't know it till you get there
0: (laughs) right 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 so so what what led you down to to fam you I mean you could have um you know chosen anywhere else but why was uh, Florida a and your
1: choice? Fam was my choice because, um, well, I grew up in the era of watching different, um, different world, and you know the Cosby's and shows where HPCUs were broadcast and talked about, and you looked at it like, what is this? Yeah. That was one thing. Um, I went on a, a historically black college tour when I was like in ninth or tenth grade. Mm-hmm. And I visited FAMU. From there, I liked it. Now, I've always went to gifted schools since I was born. Really, like smart schools, Montessori programs. So right. I had scholarships in the state of Michigan. I had, you know, um, scholarships to Michigan State or you know all those other schools. But I knew to find myself and get out of my family's shadow, yeah. I had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When I saw the campus, I fell in love. A couple of my other friends slash family members went to FAMU, you know, in, in years before me. Um, and so I, I chose FAM and, you know, my mom was with it. One thing about, you know, my, my mom, um, even though it, it was difficult, you know, kind of growing up with, with your parents, um, I am grateful that the things she didn't know, she exposed me to right. various things. Okay. So, for example, she didn't she didn't try to stop me, you know, when I said I wanted to go to fam, She was with it. She drove me down there, um, you know, when it was time to go to school. Or, for example, I was a page for the House of Representatives at the age of 16 in D.C. Yeah. So, I lived in D.C. on Capitol Hill for, you know, that that term period. But I wouldn't have known about that and. Unless you know, somebody else, you know, um, experienced it. And one of a friend of her's daughter did it. And that's how she, you know, knew about found the program. Yeah. And I had to, yeah. And I had to get nominated. So I say that to say, you know, even with parents, um, that are young or may not have as much education as you or whatever, you know, she, put me in places where I was exposed to a lot well, mm. good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was, <laughs> but on the good side, I was able to see so much, you know, I tell people all day, I can, you know, move maneuver in the white house and maneuver in the trap house right. the same way.
0: Right, right. <laughs> oh my God. But that makes you, that makes you who you are, um, today and the type of attorney that you are. So imagine had you not gone through and seen those things, uh, in your upbringing, do you think you would have been as powerful as you are as an attorney and authentic as you are as an attorney now? Hell no. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: If I was raised, if I was raised in a family, of, now I'll say this, I I'm definitely growing to be the person God called me to be. If I was raised in a family of lawyers, I probably would live under the stigma of trying to live up to, you know, what they want me to be. I probably would have the pressures of, um, you know, just, just the whole thing of you're already in that world. Me, I came in fresh. I don't know that world. I'm the first lawyer, I'm building something new. So although it had its challenges, I wasn't tainted by, you know, mm-hmm. uh, already being in that. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? absolutely. I was, I was a fresh slate. Yeah. So when there were times where it was problems, my, my view of it, I come from business. I come from hustlers. I come from, you know, um, making things work, making a dollar out of 15 cents. So for me, my viewpoint on some things, um, I believe, has made me be how I am over these last eight years. Right. I've never I've never lost a trial, civil or criminal. I know. And that's by the grace by the grace of God. And again, that goes back to my faith. If I was already in a family full of lawyers, I might be cocky and say, No, this is cause this is my family name. Right. No, Rashawn, all of this stuff that I have that, that looks like success to the outside world, is by the grace of God. Yeah.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you named you've been named the top ten best criminal defense attorney in the state of Georgia two years in a row. With with, with uh, um, an award like that, how does that make you feel? A recognition like that.
1: Um, it makes me feel grateful. It makes me feel as though um, my work is not in vain, and God has me here for a, a reason. On the other uh, vein, it, it I don't feel anyway about it because it's not, um, accolades is not putting any extra money in my pocket. And, you know, I'll give you this, this uh, example of something that frustrates minority attorneys, especially black lawyers. We get praised, we get, um, you know, handshakes, we get pats on the back for our accomplishments. But when a major case comes in Meaning, uh, maybe a, a tractor-trailer accident, or you know, you just got this big contract from NBC. When something comes in that's really worth something to um our community, mm-hmm. they'll go take it to a, a um a majority white firm. Mm-hmm. And those sorts of though, and and that is what I I never really thought I would experience that honestly. And when I started experiencing that as a a baby lawyer, new lawyer, and even now. To me, it's hurtful because it goes back to sometimes we don't know how to even love and support ourselves. Right. And I, and I know for a fact, me being an undefeated attorney, if I was a male, uh-huh. if I was a white male, I would I would be sitting on multi-millions now. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm grateful though, because all of that that is coming in and I will say for me, um, success that I'm looking for is I I want to be a mother one day. Um, I want to be married and, and, you know, things like that stuff that you, that can't be bought. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tiffany. Um, so, so when you were at FAMU, what did you, what did you major in for, for your undergrad?
1: I was in the school of business. So yes, I was there. Um, and I started off, it was funny. I started off pre-physical therapy and girl I lasted probably a a month and (laughs) I said oh no this ain't it and my mom she's like well why right she's like why are you changing why you?" and I said well I'm gonna go with something I know and I know business so yeah I went I went over to SBI and I was in the four-year program
0: I didn't do the five-year program oh okay okay and so you Mm -hmm. went to you went to law school where at John Marshall in Atlanta Atlanta John Marshall yeah yep right on
1: Peachtree yeah, yeah, that was um, a blessing. I, girl, honestly, I, I wanted to go to some other schools um, that was cheaper because John Marshall is a private university. And when I came out of FAMU, you know, we look and, and think we're college grads and we're supposed to have this job, high paying job. And oh, we yeah. Get out and all those things. Right. The American dream. Of course. And I Look, I got out and had the American nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> all of us, honey. We get it. Honey, right. I get it. Right. So um, when I was looking at law school, I didn't know, you know, what schools I wanted to go to state because it was in-state tuition. And I'm like, hey, this is cheap. And, you know, I looked at Emory and Rashawn for two years. I didn't get in either program. I didn't get in wow. Florida State either because I even tried there. Right. So I'm like, OK, what am I going to do? It go. I'm going back to I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I'm seeing my friends who didn't even go to college living better than me, driving better than me, you know, cause they, they work or they worked a regular job from high school or, you know, whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, you know, getting frustrated. So i seen a mentor of mine and she said, well, Tiffany, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm not working at Morehouse School of Medicine anymore. You know, I, I don't know. I tried to get into law school and then, you know, I just need to do something. And she said, well, did you look at John Marshall? Why don't you try John Marshall? And I said, well, honestly, I'm already in an update. I don't want no more. Right, right. So so she said, well, Tiffany, if it's going to get you the same
0: paper that you would get at the other schools, just check it out. Hey guys, we'll have more with Tiffany M. Simmons coming up in just a moment. But right now it's all about green top gifts. Have you gotten your wrapping paper for the holiday season? Do you want a cool Clarence Claus hoodie? Do you love stickers and buttons during the holiday season? Well, you'll love green top gifts. Last year, I had Jacqueline on the podcast, the Cool Soar podcast. And she is the owner and founder of Green Top Gifts. It's wrapping paper. It's a gift company for people of color. The stocking stuffers are amazing. The wrapping paper is so thick. And it's just great to see you or see somebody who looks like you when you come down the stairs or walk down the hall and you look under your Christmas tree and you have this amazing wrapping paper. I am telling you, it is beautiful. So please log on to www.greentopgifts.com. Your code is COOLSOAR for a 10% discount. All right, it's greentopgifts.com. Here's Tiffany continuing to explain why she chose to go to law school at John Marshall.
1: So sure enough, I called the school and I um, talked to the director of admissions and she said, well, Tiffany, I told her, you know, I'm 26. I know I need to be in law school. What is the process? She said, well, there's a wait list, there's applications. And, you know, in the midst of the conversation, I I didn't give up and, and we were just talking and. She said, well, you know, the only way you really can get in at this point is if the dean lets you in. When she said that, Uh-oh. I said, that's that's my end. Right. So the very next day, I show up to the campus at John Marshall and I say, can I speak to the dean? The dean shows up. Now, I'm fighting. to so the dean is, you know, older white male, gray hair, probably like six, seven, you know, he's a big guy. Right. And I said, I said, hi, Dean Lynn. I'm Tiffany Simmons. I'm 26 years old. I know I'm supposed to be in law school. I was told the only way I can get into school is if you let me in. So can you please look over my information and let me know what you think? And he looked at me and his mouth dropped. and he said, um, OK, I look at it mm-hmm. and I walked out and I went home. The very next day, it's me and my, my boyfriend at the time, now ex-husband. <laughs> so um we're at the house and I get the call and it's it's the school, it's Dean and He said, You know, Tiffany, um, I'ma let you in the school. Um can you it's twelve forty-five at the time when he called. He said, orientation is at one o'clock and we need your five hundred dollars seat deposit. Wow. I said, Yes, I'm on the way. I dropped that phone. We ran around the house. Praise God. You know, happy, yeah, excited. Yeah. I came home with $500 and started school. Wow. So you know, it that was God's plan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is that is fantastic. And, and now you have your own law firm. I mean, you're doing like just a, a amazing work. And you talk about, you know, being undefeated. What's a case that really changed you as a person? If you can think of one that changed you as a person. Oh, ah,
1: actually, all of them kind of changes me because you're, you're dealing with humans and human nature and, um, every situation, even though it may be the run of the mill case to me, everybody is different. So to, to see, you know, a lot of times we can anticipate how a client may behave or do or handle something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to see that play out, um, and, and how you respond to it, it changes you. But one case I think that changed me early on was it was called the uh, Equipment 12. And uh-huh. yes, that's just is short of it. But mm-hmm. my uncle-in-law, his name is Shaveen King Jr. He's based out of Albany. Um, his dad, Shaveen King Sr., is a um, great civil rights attorney. One of the federal courthouses is named after him in Albany. Mm-hmm. So Uncle Shaveen calls me and he says, Tiffany, I want you to be a part of this case. It's not much... Uh, money in it but this is one of those cases that you do um to pay your dues kind Mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm, so um and a lot of young people don't know that the how to pay your dues kind of thing because they they're they're short-sighted but anyway um i knew that because i come from you know you want to do it you get around the people that do it or you want to learn it intern, or you know shadow somebody so anyway when he brought the case to me um i told him yeah i'm down so in the beginning, uh, we had some support, in NAACP at the time and, you know, some other organizations. Of course, a lot of times people are after the story more so than really supporting. So um, henceforth, that case changed me because it was three trials we had. Two, the first two trials were mistrials mm-hmm. in our favor. The third was full acquittal in our favor wow. full the full acquittal of 33 felony counts. Like with this case, now I'm based in Atlanta, so I have to go down to Albany in Valdosta in Quitman for trials. I'm staying in hotels for, you know, the last trial, like the second trial, I think I was there two weeks, three weeks. I don't remember, but each time of course is different. Um, we're dealing with our clients' families. We're dealing with the the community, so mm-hmm. to handle a case in a small community right, like that, right, right, right. I mean, it, it that was probably one of the cases that changed me the most. Okay. Because although I wasn't, I'm not, like when I get in court, I say my prayer and I go in there and do the damn thing. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the courtroom, but with me with that case, I had to build um, endurance. Yeah. Because it, it it lasted so many days and you get irritated and you're playing a mental game and all of those things and then i'm playing a mental game and you know it's racism behind what's going on so to have to deal with my emotions and keep my emotions in check and still win and be level-headed um that that one changed me yeah. that one changed me it, it had me grow up some more yeah yeah <laughs> and, but, I, and i love it though yeah. i mean I, I i wouldn't change that experience for the world me and me and some of the clients are still Connected um, the community, they welcomed me because I didn't come down there, you know, acting like this big time Atlanta attorney, mm-hmm. how some people do in the smaller towns. Mm-hmm. I came in
0: with respect for the community and the community respected me back. Right. Do you think you got you um, because you came from a small place or just because you came from that type of community that you were able to reciprocate that type of love when you went to went down to equipment uh, or to, to that area?
1: exactly Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. i grew up in you know a small town i grew up in where everybody knew everybody and i grew up where you know i would walk down the street to get breakfast at such and such breakfast spot so yes i I do attest um a lot of my my upbringing um to my success and how i'm relatable to all types of clients young old black white hispanic i have so many life experiences that can connect me to my clients That's and beautiful. make them comfortable.
0: Speaking of connection, you connect very well as an actor, um, <laughs> and you have had a passion for acting since you know you were, you were very young, uh, and you've uh, attended Tasha Smith's acting workshop. Um, she was on uh, Sister Circle TV about two weeks ago, and she's she's fantastic. Where do you want to go with this acting thing? Like, how do you, how do you I mean, how do you see this playing out in your life? <laughs> yeah. Woo! Well,
1: <laughs> like they say, we make plans and 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 God, God laughs. Uh, plans <laughs> uh, right. God laughs. Right. Um. I honestly, since I was a little girl, okay, when I did the theater, I remember being in my my first big play. Is, it was the Miracle Worker. That's the play about Helen Keller, the blind uh, girl. Uh-huh. Now. Me and my cousin, we were the slave's daughters. I mean, kids. I was the daughter of the, the, not the slave, but the maid. Mm -hmm. So the maid's kids, basically. Mm -hmm. So in that play, the young girl who played Helen Keller, I'll never forget, we're in the dressing room, and her parents or whatever came in, and they had, you know, flowers for her. And, you know, my family had flowers for me as well. But just to, when I looked at her, in my heart, I felt like, I'm supposed to be that star. Yeah. And I never, I never, you know, shook that feeling. I always, in not in a, a envious way, but right, just right. in a way of, I know, like, this is how this feels. This feels great. Um, so ever since then, I've always been involved with, you know, theater, acting, production, writing. I write a lot of my feelings out because I'm so, you know, uh, rough around the edges, like things that's dear to my heart. I write it out. Um, so the acting came from that and I knew I was a pretty girl, but it was like, what else can I bring besides being the pretty girl? So that's where I knew, Hey, you're smart. If you come in as the entertainment lawyer or the lawyer or coming in on the business end, they'll respect you besides you just being the the model. Now, of course, you know, being grown now I see, you know, the respect still doesn't come sometimes, you know, in the industry, but I have not only um the skills but i have the charisma i have the expertise even on the back end you know the business side as well so i i I don't know i had a plan since i was young of how i wanted to kind of attack things and the sky is the limit i don't know where it's gonna go honestly i don't you know i'm open to all sorts of things and i think for me i'm just praying that i will continue to be open and not even let myself be boxed in. Yeah. When a people see attorney um they box us in. For mm-hmm. example, if you look at the attorneys that have been, you know, in entertainment or on television, um sometimes it goes great. For example, Lauren Lake, she was an attorney that yeah. transferred into entertainment and I've watched her career from since I was a little girl, because she was from Detroit. Yeah. I see yeah. Michigan girl. Um, or if you look at, um, Harp Hill, Harper, Harper. Yeah. Hill yeah. Harper, yeah. He, he used to be an attorney. Um, or if you even look at Phaedra, she's a lawyer. And so everybody's path is a little bit different with what they do, but I want to come in, um, where I can grow and, and achieve longevity yeah. and not
0: just, the first 15 minutes of fame <laughs> yeah i love it i love it and not only that you talk about your passion for writing your fourth novel the plugs lawyer is out now it's a trap novel about a good girl with three <laughs> habits uh is this person you
1: <laughs> the character no okay no the character's name is tia jones tia jones is coming in now she's gonna be bigger than harry potter i'm telling you okay tia uh, <laughs> yes tia jones is inspired um, yeah, she's a good girl with trap habits. She's inspired by my life, by things I've seen, um, by family members. I mean, where I come from, my family, I've had family that's, you know, into the streets and families that's not, family members that's not into the street life. I have cousin girls that was the biggest dope girls in, in the street. So, you know, I've wow. seen a whole lot of stuff in life mm-hmm. um, where the book, you know, it had to come out. I had to share, you know, that that story Mm -hmm. and I had to, I had to create the character. I mean, less than 5% of black women are attorneys and that percentage actually I think is a little bit lower um, based on a current, another stat that I seen. So for young black women or young women, minority women to see a character that kind of comes from where they come from or, you know, look like how they want to look or whatever, Um, become something great in her life despite all of the hurdles and the challenges, that's going to be something big. Like I said, when, you know, it's going to be bigger than Harry Potter. Come on, bigger than Harry Potter. I got to keep going.
0: To J.K.
1: Rowling, she was on welfare when she she wrote Harry Potter. (laughs) She sure was. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody has
0: a number. Mostly, I mean, you think of all the success stories and everybody, they hit that rock bottom before they hit that big yeah yeah and
1: and honestly even though I, I you know appear very successful um to people one of my biggest fears is i don't want to be business broke in, a, in atlanta especially you see a lot of minority professionals that are business broke. they look good on the outside they're driving mm. a fancy car but their business is you know in bankruptcy or they're failing in whatever area I'm Man. not saying I'm the best businesswoman but I strive to continue to grow and I want to build a legacy not just look good for the time being so yeah totally yeah.
0: totally understand that totally understand that so um what is your definition of cool <laughs> my definition of
1: cool is Something or someone that is different, unique, and brings attention. Yeah. Because something that is cool, you're going to look at it. You're going to, you know, it's going to draw you in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. How can people find you, Tiffany? I mean, get your book if they need some services. I mean, if they want to book you for acting, honey. I need everybody to know how they can find this talent.
1: Yes, yes, yes. They can find me the lawyer on our website at www.slfirmllc.com. Call or text us anytime at 404-461-8422. Our IG for Simmons Law is Official Simmons Law. Now, if you want the actor, the cool girl, the plug lawyer, follow me personally on uh, IG at the plugs lawyer. That's my personal I.G. page. And that's where you'll see some of my acting stuff. and yeah. You know, just the stuff that I do as a person. But all the business stuff, follow Simmons Law. And I definitely appreciate the support of the book. The book is everywhere. It's on Kindle, Barnes and Nobles. If you're in the Atlanta area, get it at Tease and Quotes or Madhu Bookstore. It's oh, available. Okay. Um, yeah. Madhu and Greenbrier Mall. So it's out there,
0: and if you see me on the street, pull up, because I'll have copies in my trunk, too. Yes. Come on, Hustle, come on. She said, pull up. You see me in the street, pull yes. up. I love it. I love it. Well, yes. this has been definitely enjoyable. I have been inspired by your story, and I'm sure the folks who are out there uh, listening to your podcast, listening to your episode, feel the exact same way. I mean, y- your journey has been has been one that, you know, hey, has been, how can I, how can I define it? It's been something that is very unique. (laughs) It's very unique, but it makes you who you are. It is. Yeah.
1: It is. Like, I couldn't make my life up if I tried. I swear, every time I talk to friends, like, a lot of my closer friends live out of town. So when I talk to them, I I say, hey, you ready for episode 29 as the hood turns? And they'll just start laughing because they're, (laughs) Yes, that's my my show in my head as the hood turns. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that so, so yeah. much.
0: Yes, yes, but it makes it makes you who you are, which I love, and that's 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 the, that's the lovable thing about people when you can just be who you are in every facet of your life, and that's exactly um, how you live your life. And I, I've been uh, very honored to have you on the yep. show today.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. And I love your movement. Of course, I followed you from radio to the stuff you're doing with sister circle as well. So I'm very proud of you as well and keep it up. Um, cause yeah, we all have a journey. Like I promise. I remember listening to your journey when you shared, um, on something when you were, um, pregnant and yeah. you know, when you had switched off from the other radio show, yeah. I mean, we all have a story. There yes. were times my lights was off and I'm studying for the bar exam. Thank God I passed on the first time. Come on, first time. Was, it, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, and I just want people to, to keep going, keep pushing, look at my story and keep going because you can make it.
0: You can do it. Yes, you can. And man, you, if, if <laughs> you're living testimony to that, you can make it. You definitely yeah. can make it. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. It's been our absolute pleasure. As the hood turns, I think I'm gonna name. That's gonna be the name of the episode. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the undefeated, but as the hood turns, it
1: might win. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll see. Now I gotta tell one of the hood stories about my dating life to go with it. Oh,
0: <laughs> no, I
1: can't. Next time. Next time. Next Call time. That-
0: next time because i'm telling you it'll have you laughing (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious all right thank you so much tiffany we appreciate it hey
1: there my name is tiffany simmons aka the plugs lawyer i am an attorney i am an author and yes i am cool people